Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 5 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. Good evening and welcome to Eye on the Future. This is Season 6, Episode 8, and today is Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. I'm your host, Paul LaPlaca, along with our in-house spiritual wizard, Jim Elkin, and our resident psychic extraordinaire, Lady Fontaine. She's also known as America's number one love psychic and is a certified life coach and relationship expert. Tonight's show is one of her favorite topics, so we hope you'll enjoy it as much as we will. Remember, you can reach us anytime by emailing us at radioshow at ladyfontaine.com, radioshow at ladyfontaine.com. Please let us know what topics you would like to hear on our future shows, or just email us to say hello. If we select your suggestion for a show topic, you will, you will receive a 15-minute free psychic reading or a life coaching session from Lady Fontaine. Our call screener, Mike, who's a dear friend of ours, is waiting patiently to hear from you. Call us at 319-527-6216. That's 319-527-6216. If you would like to be on Lady Fontaine's mailing list, please give her or Mike your real email address so we can keep in touch with you. Just a reminder when calling, this is radio. We love to hear from you, but we need real questions, not general questions like what's going on in my love life, Do you see anything and anybody on the horizon? Those types of questions Lady Fontaine can happily answer in a private consultation with you. And by the way, she will tell you, if you're interested, exactly how to draw on the type of person of your dreams or your dream job. Um, I can attest um, through my life coaching coaching sessions with her. It is a remarkable uh, way to tackle some of your problems. Um, It really gets to the root of things. Um, in a really unique way. So I I highly recommend it. Even 15 minutes can give you a lot of insight if you're brave enough to tackle your own problems. You have to do the work. It's not magic. It's just hard work. For the radio, we ask that you call with specific questions and prepare to discuss your situation on the air. Those of you watching us on YouTube, please hit subscribe to be notified of our new shows. We're very interested in your comments below the live streaming. Don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk Radio and Facebook as well. In order for us to do video streaming, we really need your help in liking and following us on all the various platforms. And since we are doing video, for those who don't know, James Elkin is our healing expert. Say hello, Jim. I'm the guy with the beard. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, our lovely psychic relationship expert and intuitive life coach, Lady Fontaine. In case you're wondering, she's the one with the pink headphones. And I'm the one without the beard. <laughs> Probably the, the only one between all of us with yeah. no facial hair. You'd, you'd be working at Coney Island if you did. I know, right? <laughs> if you miss the show, you'll be able to catch, us, catch up with us anytime on the Eye on the Future radio show on YouTube or Facebook. 
And you can listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or any other platform. We've got a jam-packed show tonight, and tonight's topic is the Mandela Effect Revisited. We'll be taking calls throughout the show, so please be patient. We'll do our best to get every caller on the air to answer your questions. If you call in, you'll be able to listen to the show while you're on hold. Our phone lines are open, and our switchboard, as always, is lighting up, and we want to hear from you. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show at 319-527-6216. Please call us with any of your questions on this or any other topic. Lady Fontaine and her panel of experts, that's us, will help you through your life's challenges and joys. Call in for a free psychic reading or love and relationship guidance or any stories or experiences you want to talk to about us. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. Um, Unfortunately, we can't answer general questions on the show like what is my future. If you wish to schedule a a personal reading or life coaching session with Lady Fontaine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Repeat. Sorry about that. (laughs) Please visit Lady Fontaine. Maybe that's the Mandela effect. Oh, yeah. Oh, Maybe I'm just in an alternate yeah. reality. You, you're, you're, you're there you go. <laughs> I got lots. <laughs> so anyway, since this show is your brainchild, Lady Fontaine, <laughs> why don't you take over and explain a little bit? Um, I've heard today, I was checking in on you, um, you and Mike were out were. for a ride. Is that yes. true? You've been doing a lot of um, sightseeing yes. on the bike, right? Tell us about it. Yes. Well, um, I'm going to save some of these weird experiences for a little bit further into the show. But I do want to say today, everything was normal. We had a pleasant (laughs) ride. We didn't have anything weird happen that I could think of off the top of my head. I mean, um, maybe there were one or two things, but nothing, nothing really, really out that far out there. But I've been experiencing a lot of very strange things. And I don't know if it's in anticipation of the show that, um, like, you know, like Jim and I always talk about your mental state, what you think and feel and believe you're going to draw into your life. So maybe I'm, I love this topic. This is one of my favorite topics in the world. So the universe is now sending me a lot of stuff in order to say, see, it's real. But, Jim, I'm going to let you, because you're a little bit less biased than I am. It's right here in the script. Oh, it is? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm going to let you. I was about to make a lot of stuff up. I'm going to so let my you uncle, wait. Nelson. <laughs> oh, you're related to Nelson Mandela. I'm going to yeah. let you explain like... it because, because I think that if I do it, it's going to be a little bit tainted um, into my belief structure. So uh, I'm going to let you explain it okay. in a clinical way. And then I want to start talking about, then I want to bring Mike on the air and I want to share some experiences that we've had recently. All right. So uh, the Mandela effect refers to a situation in which a large mass of people believe in an event that occurred when it did not. Looking at the origin of the Mandela effect, some oh, famous stop, examples. Stop! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Even though it says that, <laughs> we can't say for sure that it didn't happen. See, this okay, is what okay. I mean. This is why I'm not doing this. <laughs> but I should have. I should have edited that because. 
we don't know if it happened in this timeline perhaps it did so let's let's edit this it leaves it an event occurred in the current timeline when you're thinking about it when it may have occurred in a different timeline that you're not thinking about right now but you might think about later uh, if you ever get there (laughs) yeah i know how to speak (laughs) <laughs> well, you're a, you're a linguist, you should. That's right, yeah, you I know. Really should. All right, uh, so I just wanted to interrupt and just say that we don't know if if it really happened or not, but the memory of, the historical memory in this timeline might say that it hasn't happened, but it might. See, that's why I didn't do this intro, exactly. Sorry, Okay. go. Are you I'm done? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Okay. For now, I reserve Look. the right to interrupt again. I do reserve that right. <laughs> Go ahead. Looking at the origin of the Mandela effect, some famous examples as well as some potential explanations for the strange confluence of perceptions can help shed light on this unique phenomenon. The term Mandela effect was first coined in 2009 by Fiona Broom when she created a website to detail her observance of the phenomenon. Broom was at a conference talking with other people about how she remembered the tragedy of former South African President Nelson Mandela's death in 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 a South African prison in the 1980s. However, Nelson Mandela did not die in the 1980s in a prison. He passed away in 2013. As Broom began to talk to other people to other people about her memories, she learned that she was not alone. Others remembered her seeing news coverage of his death as well as a speech by his widow. Broom was shocked that such a large mass of people could remember the same identical events in such detail when it never happened that way. At that time. In that timeline. <laughs> yes, good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, heard about I... grammar cops? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this I'm one of those. This is way beyond grammar cop, man. I know. I don't think I'm one of those. I think I'm just a context. I know. In this, a Mandela right. effect context cop. So encouraged <laughs> by her book publisher, she began her website to discuss what she called the Mandela effect or not. Maybe she didn't. <laughs> I like that. It wasn't even I, I don't script. remember her doing that. But, other incidents that were or were not like that, depending on what timeline you're on. Right, exactly. See, now you guys are making fun of me. No. This is a Mandela effect, not you. Well, thank you then. Fine. Just be like that. All right, are you All right. done? I'm, I'm done with what you wrote. Oh. All right, so... Yes. Now, I'm one of those that remember Nelson Mandela dying in the 1980s in prison. And I'm sure there are, you do, right. And there's actually a a book online that I've seen that um, it's a historical South African journal of some sort. It's it's a historical book that states that Nelson Mandela died in the 1980s, whatever, 1986, whatever the date was, in prison. Paul, what do you remember about him? I I remember him um, staying in prison until he was released, and I, I remember it taking way. I I don't remember him dying in prison. I remember this. He's timeline. one of those. He's one of those. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> oh, <no>. Listen, <laughs> to say I'm highly skeptical of all this nonsense <laughs> is an understatement. <laughs> Wait till we get to some of the some of the actual 
uh, things. You will not some, be some other documented Mandela effect it's situation. It's definitely right. fascinating, but I have my own take on what it could possibly be. All right. Well, let's hear it before well, we start. Or do no, you want to throw it in get later? No, let's through all the, okay. um, the, the hocus pocus first, and then I'll tell all you right. what I think. Okay. You can change so, his mind before he gets there. <laughs> yeah, yeah commit me. To. I might change my mind. All right. So, <laughs> or, or so <laughs> abracadabra. <laughs> you will. <laughs> Uh, hey, if you don't, then, well, we all have free choice, but then we didn't do a good job at selling this topic. Well, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear um, these experiences and, um, and these well-documented, as I've, I've looked at online, well-documented, um, miss, not miss, um, different, uh-huh. different, pers- uh, different memories of things that um, we, we, we take for granted in this timeline. All right. So good. That, that was very good, Paul. You get a raise. <laughs> Wait a I, minute. Read. I read. I read. Why did I get a raise? <laughs> okay, you, you get a raise, mind, too. Okay. Thank you. It's like, whose line, line is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway? All right. The points so don't I, matter. I just thought of a third thing. I want to talk about three instances. Now, I have to bring Mike on the air because he was with me for the first instance that I want to talk about. So is he in the middle of screening someone or can we bring him on the air? Mike, you there? I think he's, yeah, he's screening somebody right now. All right. So let's give him an, an, all right. I'll talk about the second and third and then we'll bring Mike on. Um, All right. So, do you remember, Jim, this was right after we did the first show on the Mandela Effect many years ago, and Paula was still with our show. Right. I was, went into a store somewhere. I don't remember where I was. And I came running out, and I said, I just experienced the Mandela Effect. So I said, to the best of your recollection, how do you spell the name of that uh, bakery company Entenmann's. Now, when I was young, like in high school or early college, I dated the guy whose father owned Entenmann's. I, I've been there a million times. I know how to spell Entenmann's. So I'm walking by a display, and it says half off of Entenmann's, and it's spelled wrong. And I go, what? How did they spell it wrong? And then I look down at the packaging, and it felt wrong. It's not spelt the oh. way I always remember it spelled. How um, was it different? It didn't have the N. It was Entumins oh. instead of Entumins. Oh. I see. So, so I looked so online. So when was that? I, when was that? Oh, God. When did we do the first show on this? Three, two, three years ago. Oh, that was two or three years ago. Okay. Go ahead. So I looked online, and in this timeline, it's spelt without the N. It's Entenmann's, not Entenmann's. Huh. So when I was very much younger in the 70s, I used to buy Entenmann pastries for breakfast all the time. And I always saw the N, and I thought it was such a disturbing thing because everybody says Entenmann's or Entenmann's, and it's always got an N in there. And that was a long time ago. Yeah, but so what are you saying is the correct spelling of it? With the N. Exactly. Now, if we Google it right now, what, how does it come up? Uh, I don't know. Well, I will Google it right now. 
Okay, do that. <laughs> it's with the end. <laughs> She's going to have to go do it right. Again. Go. <laughs> it has the end again. See, that's what I mean. This is like really strange because it didn't, I took a picture of it. I sent it to you and I, I, I and I showed it to you and Paula that Entman's was spelt with, with or, with or without, I don't remember, whatever it is, it's wrong because now it has the N again. Uh-huh. So, All right. So when you go into these time phases, do you disappear in this time or do you no. swap places? Swap. Ah. <laughs> I don't know who comes and takes my place, but all right. So another thing, I'm dealing with this right now. I've lived in this house for two and a half years, and I know how to operate my heat and air conditioning. I mean, I've done it every single day. So two days ago, I go over to my heating thing, it's totally different. And I'm pressing all the buttons I always press, and it's, it's doing all different things. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't make the heat go up or down. So I called the next day. I called the troubleshooting line, and I said to him, somehow I got into this other program. And he said, what model do you have? And I told him. He goes, there's no other program. And I said, yes, there is, because I've been doing it for two and a half years. And he goes, ma'am, there's no other program. This is the only program this thermostat has. Now, for two and a half years, I've known how to operate this thermostat. I don't understand how it works now because it totally changed. Uh, How do we explain that? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I've got... uh, It happens to me all the time, but I'm 68 years old. (laughs) Oh, and I'm only 39, so. Yeah, that's right. That's too big of a laugh. I'm taking your raise back, Paul. Oh, come on. (laughs) No, I I need it for Christmas presents. (laughs) No, you need a new computer. That's what we got to get you. (laughs) If we ever have any money. Um, so, 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 okay, you can't explain... We, neither of us can explain, explain Entenmann's at this point. I, I've never had the, the skip on that. I, I always wondered why it was spelled that way, but it was always spelled that way for me. I remember, I'm going to go back and look and send you okay. the whatever it was, and I said it's spelled totally different. I mean, it's from several years ago, but I'm sure if I look, I'll find it. Yeah, um, post, post it on the, on the page, too. Right. So and then, can, other people can see it. Right. And then the thermostat, I honestly can't figure out what's happening, yeah. why it's going into another program that they tell me there's only been one program. And this is not a memory issue. I know how to, I know how to work. I don't know how to get the heat to go up and down. It, I'm stuck in a loop there. And, he's, and then he says, well, then put it in auto. I said, I have it in auto. And then, but it's a totally different auto than it used to be. It's totally different. I don't know how to work the heat in this house. And then I go out and take the dogs out, and I hear the air conditioner on. And I go, (laughs) no, 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 no. I go, clearly what I did wasn't right. 
and I have to go back and change and fix it. I mean, today I figured out finally how to turn it off after about 30 minutes. I had to keep going to where the heating unit is to see if it finally turned off. I don't understand how so let, what's let happening. Let me see if I, if I can understand the whole <laughs> overall concept here. I mean, we're talking yes. about um, individual, um, some people say uh, misremembering of something, but it's happening, happening culturally across the board with yes. a large group of people yes. about things that are in the culture. And, and it's very specifically like X amount of people saw it spelled this way or heard it this way. And yes. why saw it this way. <clears throat> So, and we have plenty of examples that we're going to We have plenty of examples today. that I read through, too. Not and, just and, and, my experiences, right. but so I want to get the, to one. The answer <clears throat> from this woman who coined the term is that we are somehow existing in parallel dimensions and that we either cross in or they cross into ours and back and forth. Yes. So things that some people are remembering are from a different exactly. reality. Yes. Okay. And I believe that. I don't. <laughs> I, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care. I'll, I'll tell you what I do believe. I'll tell what? you what I do believe. <laughs> in, in a different uh, topic, I've experienced deja vu so disorienting where I've actually had precognition of what someone was going to say, and I could say the words a second before they were going to say them and in my head. And it made me, the vertigo I got from it freaked me out so much. And I was like, this has happened before. I know this has happened before. I, you said this before. I heard these words. Right. And, you know, so that, that I believe might be evidence of a parallel existence crossing over, that our, our dimensions are uh, crossing over somehow. I do believe that because I've, I've experienced it. I've not experienced the Mandela effect outside of something silly like Luke, I'm your father, and then finding out in the movie he says, no, I'm your father. I feel like that collectively makes more sense when we, we think about the movie. Just <clears> saying, <throat> no, I'm your father doesn't give you any context. So I feel like we all fill in that gap. If we want to quote that line, the only way that makes sense is if you say, Luke, I am your father. And then everyone laughs and goes, oh, you're doing Darth Vader. If you just go, no, I am your father, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So I feel like there's, there's little jumps that we do with film quotes, like Forrest Gump, life was like a box of chocolates. But if you're talking to somebody and you quote it and you want to do an impersonation of them, saying life was like a box of chocolates is awkward. So I feel like we jump and we make it sound normal to us in the present and say life is like a box of chocolates, even though that's not the quote. And then you say it so many times you believe that's what the quote was. Well, so in those situations, have... I feel like we fill in the gaps for those things in some cases. You All know right, what I mean? so let me in ask you this examples. one. This one is really, of course, there's an age difference. You're so much older. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look at all the grays. I'm going bald, too. Stop. You think oh, no, you're grays? not. No, you're not. Um, so, so do you remember that saying, mirror, mirror, on the wall, yes. who's the fairest of yes. them all? But that's but not the, the way it goes it. in this timeline. Right. Now, that right. one, to me, is living proof. We'll have to go and look, because I want to bring Mike on the air at some point. And, He's and ready talk now about, if you want to hear him. All right, let me bring him on the air. Then, then I'm going to look for the exact quote. But that, to me, is living proof 
that yeah. there's something going on because we right. all said, I grew a lot up of saying, people think mirror, mirror on the, on the wall, right. who's the fairest of them all? That one all right, is, Mike, is definitely a head scratcher. Yeah. Right, it is. Mike, are you here with us? I am. Okay, we got the robotic me? voice. We yes. can hear you. We can hear you. All right, so last <laughs> week. <laughs> last week, Mike and I, Mike and some other uh, bikers and I were on the bike. So Mike and I are driving down this Separate road. Bikes. Separate bikes, yeah. obviously. <laughs> He sees some of those Indians on bikes in India, you know, like 10 yeah, people yeah. hanging off of one bike. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He was just chilling, mine, chilling <laughs> mine with me. <laughs> so so yeah. Mike and I, are, I'm, I'm riding with Mike, and then another Mike is behind us, and then two other guys. So we're riding along, and Mike all of a sudden, he's, He's riding, driving like this, and he's like looking in that direction and looking in that direction and looking in that direction. I go, Mike, what are you looking at? And I turn around and look, and I see a bunch of small cows. So then he says to me, what were they? Were those goats? And I said, no, they were cows. And I said, but they looked like they were small. And then he says to me, this is the part that makes me laugh. He says to me, what about the small people? <laughs> yeah, well, so, they so were I said, small. They were only as tall as the fence. Look, I'm in an altered universe. I said, <laughs> you, I you said, immediately I, turned around and went and looked, right? No, but I said, I didn't <laughs> see any. I didn't see any small people. So I didn't see any people at all. So we're driving down the road. We continue on this country road, and then no, we're passing another. Yeah. Another, uh, Sherry, we hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry, we hear you in the background. Sherry, we hear you. <laughs> Yoko. What? Yoko. <laughs> What'd she say? I said, pipe down, Yoko. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so then we're driving down further. And there's, you know, another another farm, and I look at them, and I go, Mike, there's more of those small cows. And we're both Power looking on. at it in Bluetooth mode, waiting for connection. What is, connection. <laughs> what is going on? Over with. <laughs> so anyhow, we, we pass the next farm, there's small cows. We pass horse farms, there's small horses. Every, everything we passed was was weird. And even Mike said to me, we must be having a perception issue. Now, I brought it up to both of you, and naturally you go, it's drugs, it's mushrooms, it's the air we're breathing. Yeah. Mike and I <laughs> ate different food. We drank different water. We both have separate helmets on. Um, and And what I did was I asked the guys behind us what they saw, and they saw normal size cows and cattle. They saw no small animals. Right? So they didn't Mike, see a switch. No, but we experienced it. And every farm, we must have passed, Mike, how many farms? Ten farms, maybe? I wasn't I'm barely hearing Wait. you, Mike. Yeah, something's wrong with your sound. Mike? Well. Uh, we don't hear you. 
You may have to take it out of oh, he speaker must mode. Oh, he put in a blue. Yeah, he must have put in Bluetooth. Well, well anyway, it your story. Pro- it was approximately, you know, ten or more actually farms that we passed that they were all wrong sized. They were all. Now you asked me, Jim, uh, what about the fences? And what about the houses? And they were all normal size, just the right. animals. And you tend to think that there's some miniature horse and cow breeders in that area, even though the other guys didn't see the miniatures, but we did. And we were well, not on drugs. I wasn't privy to what the other guys were thinking when I suggested that. Uh, we did research okay. and we found that there are, in fact, miniature cow breeders in uh, South Carolina. We were in Tennessee. In Tennessee, okay. There are some there. <laughs> there are some there as well, but you weren't anywhere near them. Uh, we decided that, and now that I hear that other people were seeing normal size. So the thing is, if it was a perception difference, the houses and the fences would have been small too. But they weren't. So why was um, it selective? Why was it just cows? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Mike and I both experienced, I think he's coming back on. Mike and I both experienced, come up, come back on the air, Mike. Because they've he's, only he's heard back. my version of the story. I want them to hear yours. Mike, what did you see? Okay. Now we could hear you perfectly. What did you hear? What did you see? Mike? When? When? On the bike. I haven't been on the but, conversation. I've been fighting with my phone here. I know. I know. When when we were on the bike last week or the week before, whenever it was, it was two weeks ago when we were on the bike yeah. and we were yeah. having perception issues. What did you see at approximately how? Give me a rough number of how many farms you think we passed and we saw distorted mm. perceptions of small animals. Oh. oh. Farms with with the issue. Yes. How yeah, many do you small, think we roughly? I, I uh, oh yeah, we just kind of noticed that probably about three or four of them, I think. Well, it was more than that, but regardless, I mean, well, it, it was a lot. I don't know. I was paying well, too much attention to the road. I think you appreciate that. Yes, I do. When you when you keep your eyes on the road, especially That's today, very kind to we had we had some challenging roads. We'd, but, we'd be out um, of hose if you didn't do that. And that would, then my dogs would be out of mother too. Um, so what what did you see? Explain to us what you saw in as much detail as you could do it. Well, the first innovation was there was cows. You call them goats. No, you call them goats. goats. I, I didn't call them call cows. Them. I, I thought they were cows. But the people looked like they were only as tall as the fence, you know, and that was really weird. And the cows were small, too. They, they, they weren't higher than See, the fence. See, now he says it so was cows. It was either cows. a big, big fence or small cows and small people. It was very strange. He was but literally driving that, like saw this. That, we, 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 we saw that. Um, well, I can't see what you're doing because I'm just on right, right. on the studio here. I but, had my hands on the handlebars, and you were turning your head instead of looking straight ahead. And I said, Mike, what are you seeing? What's wrong? And he said, did you see those little people? I go, what little yeah. people? I saw cows. And he said, were they goats? 
And I said, no, they were cows. That's what I remember, but regardless. Okay. Uh, but so, so the interesting part of it is on our way back small. from our destination, everything was normal. All the animals were normal size. And then we were out a few days ago, like last week, all normal animals. Today, the first ones were a little bit on the small side, but after that, they were all normal size. So I have no other explanation other than Mike and I, not the whole gang, because they saw normal-sized animals, had some sort of perception alteration. And the only way I could imagine, because we neither of us had the same air, water, or anything, and we both saw the same thing, is our motorcycle leaked somewhere. It yeah. leaked out of this time zone, or somewhere, or this reality. Or brushed up against another dimension or something. Yes. I would love if, to hear any of our listeners if they had anything similar happen, because that, that is definitely... Um, it's out there, you know, it's definitely out there and there, there's people that have had similar experiences. I'd love to hear more about them. Um, Do you have any, was, anyone on the line that has anything like that or is it all um, relationship questions? Uh, no, I haven't had any questions. I got one new caller. I haven't interviewed yet, but um, two other callers, but neither, neither are in Mandela effect. All right. Well, do we want to take a caller and come back to this? Because it's definitely uh it's worth Before, exploring. Yeah, I just want to see if I could find the actual quote instead of mirror, mirror on the wall. Magic Does anyone mirror. have it? Magic now, mirror. I magic don't mirror. believe. Yeah. Yep. I never, never. I don't remember it that way. And I, I have one <laughs> other that's like, to me, monumental, and that's Fruit Loops. How do you spell fruit in Fruit Loops? F-R-U-I-T. Exactly. Look in But it's, it's O-O-T? Yes. And then the other one that is mind-blowing to me is Looney Tunes. How do you spell tunes in Looney Tunes? I always spell it T-U-N-E-S. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Two O's, too? Google it. (laughs) And, uh, Paul, what did you say about not believing this? I still don't believe it. (laughs) Then what's happening? You um, yourself are remembering what well, I remember. Let me try this one, okay? Go ahead. So, so um, in our heads, we don't read words. We read ideas and the shapes of the words. So we see Fruit Loops. We don't even read the words F-R-O-O-T. We just look, there's say fruit, no off we go. When we're reading fast, we don't read whole words. There's, there's all kinds of tests that can prove this to you. This is not unusual. So that's an easy explanation for all of those because not, not, tunes, not mirror mirror on the wall. Not mirror or, mirror, no. Or no, I'm talking about the serial ones. Right. When I was growing up, chartreuse was a green, was a greenish yellow. Right. <laughs> for me, Don't it's silly. <laughs> chartreuse is green. Yeah, for me too. Exactly, but look it up. It's a what maroon. It? It's what? maroon. I was exactly. green. Yeah. Look it up. Uh oh. Now you've been affected. I know. I'm, I'm in a, I come from that time loop. I'm from another dimension. Oh, but see, now how do you explain that, Jim? You're just giving us this Fruit Loops crap. Oops, sorry. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Whoa, take it down. I'm talking about a, this I'm talking about a known, expo- known very effect. intelligent ex- explanation. 
<laughs> Very robust. I was talking about Looney Tunes and Fruit Loops. I was not talking about that. Though. Hmm. Um, Chartreuse, Chartreuse sounds green. Chartreuse it has a green feel for it. It always was greenish yellow. Right. Now it's now it's maroon. All right, I got one for you. Go ahead. I know three women in my life that I look at them, and one's name is Kim, but I look at her and I know her name is Michelle. Oh, that happens to me a lot. And it's like, no, you're not <laughs> Michelle. Michelle, right? Go ahead. Yeah. And but there's, her there's, real there's, name uh, is Kim. Yeah, there's a Donna that I look at, and I'm like, Vicky, you are Vicky. So I don't, maybe it's in a past life I knew them by those names, or their face looks like somebody I knew in a past life, but I am certain that is Michelle, and I can never remember to call her Michelle, you know, Kim. It's, her name's Michelle. <laughs> so what do you think that is? I, I honestly think that could be a past life thing where I knew somebody from a past okay. life, and they were, it was, that was their name. That's what I mean, I, I can't dispute that. Yeah, but, but I don't think that's especially parallel. Especially with your altered, you know, um, you know uh, experiences that you have with déjà vu. So, right. I, I, or I'm wondering if you really are clairvoyant. I don't know. I, I feel like those, those um, capabilities, if I have anything like that, it, have been really pushed down. This is probably something I don't want to be in contact with. So, I, if I have any second sense, I, I, I don't want to know. Well, maybe it's a sixth sense, but right. all right, let me try this. I'm going to think of a card in a deck of cards. Let me think of it. I got it. Tell me what card I'm thinking of. Two of clubs. No. You Two want days. to try one more? No. <laughs> no I don't know. It's, it's not a black card. Do you want to try one more time? No. Jim, do you want to try? Ace of hearts. No. Ace of hearts. No. no. It's the queen of hearts. Oh, that's too easy. <laughs> oh, all right. I'll think of another card then. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I'm too tired for this. <laughs> to, put, to put your mind at ease, I, I'm not the, 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 you know, the hard-nosed skeptic about everything. I do believe that there, there may be a multiverse. They, there may be uh, parallel existences. There may be time is cyclical. It's not linear. Like, I, I believe that... You know, like the universe has to kind of fold in on itself somehow. It can't all yes. be just one, you know, whatever. Right. I do believe that there is a distinct possibility that those things uh, are possible. And science is actually starting to come up and say, yeah, Quantum physics. There, there's evidence that the things could be I mean, moving in parallel here. So I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying this specific explanation of these mass cultural mismemories uh, a lot of them, I'm just like, I can explain away a lot of them. Yeah, but if I could dig up that historical book, that South African historical book, which I once I had a copy of. I would love That's fascinating. Um, yeah. Yes, and it says that Nelson Mandela died on whatever date in 19-whatever in prison. And how did, like, this has happened to me a lot, that I'll be, like, riding in my car and something will come over the radio or I'll have the TV on and they'll go, so-and-so died. And I'll go, what? They died, like, 15 years, years ago. ago. right? Yeah. I mean, I've experienced I've that. that a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, so, I thought they I died mean, 10 years ago. Exactly. And I want yeah. to share quickly, and then we'll take a few phone calls. But 
this is a little bit different. This isn't so much a Nelson Mandela thing or a Mandela effect. It's more a time warp. But many years ago, when I lived in New York, in the city, I, um, in Brooklyn, I um, went to a dog show in Somerset, New Jersey. And what, that's an hour, an hour and a half, something like that from, from Brooklyn. So we were at the dog show and I had an appointment to get my nails done at like 12 o'clock or one o'clock or something like that. And it's already like 1120. And I said to my friend, "Ah, I better call and cancel my nail appointment. There's no way I'm ever going to make it because I didn't expect that they'd be in the ring that late. So I call, cancel the appointment, reschedule it for Sunday or whatever, you know, time or day. And um, we finished, my friend finishes showing and we, you know, pack up the crates and all this takes time packing up. She had maybe three or four dogs there. It takes, you know, a half an hour, 40 minutes to pack everything up, load your car. We did that. We then went and had lunch and then we stopped and got gas. And then we went back to Brooklyn. I got back to Brooklyn at 1220. There's no way I could have made, I turned to her. I said, I could have made it to my nail appointment. And there is no way it's, I mean, she and I to this day can't understand what happened. There was some sort of time warp. A similar thing happens to me. Like every morning when I go in the city at 6 a.m., it takes 25 minutes. When I come home at 5, especially on a Friday, it takes two hours. Yeah, but that's traffic. (laughs) 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 Two hours. That's traffic. (laughs) Traffic call. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Eliminate that problem in a big hurry. You warp some time. So yeah, instead of I mean, losing so time, instead of being abducted by aliens and losing time, you, you actually gain time. So maybe yeah. the aliens gave back some time to you. After they abducted me when I was younger, yeah, I exactly. had that experience too. But that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to take a few callers? Then I want to dig into some of these examples that we haven't All mentioned right. yet. Okay, um, let's let's talk to Lisa. Okay. Hang on, there she is. Lisa, you there? Calling Lisa? I'm sorry, I had myself on mute. I'm, I had oh. myself on mute, so I wouldn't breathe a, into the microphone for you guys. Okay, thank we had you. you, you thank you. Yeah, welcome aboard. <laughs> Tell us your thank story. You. What's going on? Um, are you guys talking about like you lose? track of time and then you find yourself in a location and and um you wonder how you got there we're open to hear that yeah (laughs) (laughs) tell us all about it lisa (laughs) well i i think what the trend is is to call it on automatic pilot but i know i've experienced it numerous times and i just um kind of sometimes there are times where i'll i'll try to really think about what transpired from point A to point B, you know, B being the destination of arrival. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and this is me, me steering the car, you know. Uh, so, and at night in the country road, there, I used to like to take a, a route to get to a particular place a lot. Um, that was by itself. So, um, but it was out in the country. But anyway, I could relate I certainly could relate. 
far as seeing things, the only stuff that I see, uh, well, I've seen things in other ways, but uh, if I'm too tired, if I'm uh, driving at night or sometimes even during the day, I'll see things on sides of the road. For me, I'm just talking for myself. Um, and then as I come up closely to it, whatever, you know, if it's a cactus or a gate fence or whatever, then I might see it in a different way. But right. so that can be that's happened me a little to me too. Right. Yeah, I think some of what, right. I think some of what you're talking about could just be being on autopilot. Like, you know, you're driving and then you get to your destination and like, Oh, I don't even remember going there. I think that could be autopilot, but some of this other stuff that we've talked about and even what you just said about seeing something and then when you get closer, it's not what you thought it was. Today, Mike and I stopped for lunch and I'm looking down the road. I go, what is that? I thought it was a calf in the middle of the road. And he said to me, it's a dog. I saw it as a calf. And I go, that's a dog. And he goes, yeah, that last time he stopped there with his wife, the dog actually came over. The dog never came over. And you know, dogs love me, but the dog never came over with me there. Um, So I think it was really a calf. But I saw it as a calf. He saw it as a dog. But yet there was nothing there when the trucks moved. There was some workmen there, but there was no dog there. Mike will probably come back. I'll just mute that. But um, (laughs) there was no dog. So I get what you're saying, Lisa, as far as seeing things. And then sometimes it's different when you get up close. I had something the other day that I was on the road and I was sure it was like a cactus or something. And I don't live in cactus country. And when I got up close, it was a piece of wood. Oh, yeah. That happens to me a lot. So yeah, what do you, what do you think unusual. that is? So what do you think that is, Jim? Is that just... It's, it's just your mind trying to make sense out of something and coming up with a category that looks like, kind of like what that shape is. And then when you get closer, it has to resolve, has to come up with a different one. Even the Buddha talked about this. He talked about... Uh, uh, that uh, enlightenment, uh, not enlightenment, but uh, the, the unenlightened mind uh, sees like a rope in the dark and thinks it's a snake. You know, it's the same kind of idea. Do you know one time when I had my home in Pennsylvania, um, I had these mats that I used for the dogs and they were outside. Yeah. Like I was, I had rinsed them off like after a dog show or something. So I had rinsed them off with the hose and then I was, picking them up to bring them inside. And as I'm lifting them up, I see something in there and I thought it was a piece of rope. So I like kept on looking. It was a snake. When you yeah. said that, there it I, is, yeah. yeah, I that's, mean, that's I saw idea. it as rope. I'm going rope. How yeah. did rope get in here? But then when I really looked at it, it was a snake. It's all, it's all a perception problem because the mind is always trying to make sense out of phenomena that is, is actually arbitrary. That is very, you know, we're just looking at stuff, and then the mind is trying to categorize it, make it make it fit into our picture of the world, and then give your intelligence what that what that is. And well, so, some of these things I could agree with, like that, because I lived it. What you just yeah, said, yeah. but Lisa, do you remember a mirror, mirror on the wall? Who's the fairest of them all? Oh yeah, for sure, big time. Was that was that so magic, magic mirror? 
In, in the scary tale? Was it the magic yeah. mirror? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Exactly. So no, so it was mirror, mirror. I'm talking about the quote. The quote says, the quote, the real quote that is currently published in, in this, this timeline. timeline. <laughs> says, right. magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? No way. <laughs> no oh, way. I see. Now, yeah, I think in the movie it was more uh, mirror, mirror. Yes. I, in actually, the animated the movie, film. The movie actually says magic mirror. Today, but we remember it. Right. We remember it as oh, mirror mirror. I See, I that's what people, we're yeah, talking what I was, about. I remember people quoting it as mirror mirror. Exactly. But yeah, I, I was, used to say I was seven, as a kid. Go ahead, Lisa. Sorry, Lisa, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was six, seven years old when I saw it at the theater, and I thought it was mirror mirror. I used to say as a kid, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? I mean, that was like something I said as often as I say my name. Not yeah. quite, but almost. And it was never magic mirror. Look, do you think I would jump at the opportunity to say magic mirror? <laughs> no, it's not that. No well, questioning your I veracity. <laughs> I know, I know, what? but I'm just saying, you would think that I, of all people, would grasp the word magic. I'd go, magic yeah. mirror on the wall. You know, I mean, that's just who I am, right. you know, my belief structure. But I heard mirror, mirror. Lisa, go ahead. I think what happens if you're talking about a film that's just been released recently and a redo of uh, that storyline, I think that people today that are going to go see that film are not uh, familiar with the classic story. And so I think they just have to tweak the phrases to help people understand because people don't read a lot of, Mm -hmm. not much reading compared to the time frame when I was a little girl going to the theater or, you know, I mean, to the movie uh, theater and, um, uh, you know, people are not readers. And so, I think they were just giving them a helping hand and trying to get them to understand what it was actually. Could be. Could be. This is not a remake of a movie. This is what they're saying the old movie said. So let me let me give you another oh, thing. I think yes. I remember the original. That's the, the original, weird part, Lisa. Go ahead, Jim. The original movie. I remember Mirror Mirror also, but I'm not sure that I remember it that far back. But I do remember that I had, because my parents never got let me go see the movie because it was against their religion to go to movies. Oh. So they bought me these little books <clears> that had the story of the movie in them. As a, we call them novelizing, but they were children's books, so they were all pictures. And I think that book also said Mirror, Mirror. I, think I don't know how to explain that. I don't. Um, you know, and when Jim was referring to it being a quote, we're just talking about in the examples that we, we have uncovered of oddities with yeah. what we remember versus what actually exists in this timeline. He was using the word quote, but it actually is what people remember hearing, which is what all of us, the three of us, except Paul, rem- no, he even remembered Mirror Mirror, didn't he? I, I don't remember. Wait, Paul? Yes, I, I did remember. Mirror, 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 or magic I remember mirror, mirror. mirror. Okay. Right. So all there's four of us on this radio station right now that remembered mirror, mirror. Yet it's not. It's in this timeline. It's magic mirror. 
But in any event, Lisa, do you have a, any questions? Did you just call the Sheila oh, experience? Thank you. Go ahead. Go on. Shoot. Thank, thank you. I do. Okay. Well, I relocated um, about a month and a half ago to a location that I'm still in the same state. I'm like five and a half hours away. I wanted to be near my six-year-old grandson. And I've come down with, I don't have COVID, my test came back negative. And I saw a medical profession, professional yesterday, and he gave me uh, antibiotic. I have, uh, we think maybe pneumonia. Anyway, so I, I've been a busy, active uh, individual, you know, moving my stuff and blah, 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 instead trying to settle in and, and wait until, you know, the dust settles. Or not wait, but I, I'm a military brat. I'm a military brat, so I'm used to moving and starting all over again, although I was in the last place for 22 years and prior to that, 30 years in the other place. So my question is, I feel a little dismayed because I know how to start, uh, you know, I have my interests, I'm a potter, and I have my own professional life, and, you know, on and on, but I, I'm, these days, I don't want to get around crowds or arenas, you know, classroom setting, where it's closed in, or a gymnasium. Um, do you see things opening up for me? Do you see me, um, you know, I'd like to... Uh, I know you can do things online. There's a lot of online stuff that I want to explore, you know, like meetups and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, do you see things socially opening up for me? I, I I, don't have the boyfriend priority on the top of the list, but I sure am open to the opportunity. Plus, you know, just social, just to expand my social life out here. You know, it's a really difficult time, especially for those who are following all the recommendations of social distancing and, um, you know, being so careful and everything. I guess, see, it's a personal thing, like how much do you want to step out of your comfort zone? And I always say don't, when it comes to health or if it's a real fear, then don't. Then keep to online stuff. From a psychic perspective, Um, I actually do feel a very strong potential comes to a little bit more than a potential. I would say a strong likelihood that um, things will pick up, that it might be little crumbs here and there, like little droppings. You meet one person here or you connect with this person online and it grows slowly, but it grows. So I, I see more socially for you and what I really what my guides are saying to me is please do not be discouraged but what I urge you to do is and and I don't want to get into a political discussion and I don't want to get into who's right or who's wrong or anything like that but it's to really examine your fears because the things we fear the most are the things we're going to draw into our lives and you know um I'm not saying don't be careful or don't be cautious because that's a personal choice on how you want to do it. But try not to be fearful, be cautious and be smart, but try not to be fearful because you're going to end up drawing stuff into your life in a negative way if you go down that path. But I see now you've been there for how long? A couple of months? Um, A month and a half. All right. 
So you're very new there, and this is a difficult time. And you're, I, I remember your story. You're in California or Phoenix or Arizona or something like that. You're out west? Uh, out west, yeah, Arizona. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel things are going to pick up for you. I mean, you know, um, how fearful are you? I feel a lot of caution in your energy regarding staying safe and there's nothing wrong with that i'm not criticizing it or saying it's wrong but would you say it's caution or it's fear um more uh, um puzzled caution because i haven't been this sick in a while and i thought it was going to leave and i just took myself to the medical uh facility yesterday I thought it was going to take care of itself. I've had all the shots, the flu and shot and COVID, blah, blah, blah. And my little grandson, who's six, just started school, and he was spending weekends with me, and he came. He was sick when he came the last time. And now I'm being strongly advised by a mentor, do not see your grandson. You know, do FaceTime, but you're going to have to – be cautious about that because of what's going on out there with viruses and blah, blah, blah. And because my grandson doesn't have COVID shots, you know, he's only six and his mother's not going to let him do that. And I'm not pressuring her one way or another. He did have the flu shot. I don't know. know, Uh, But it feels to me that it is fear. And I'm just um, cautioning you to be cautious. I mean, you know, try to keep yourself in that being cautious mode. Um, my, and I don't, again, I don't want to get into political beliefs or anything like that. Um, I worry less about the kids. I really do based on the science that I'm reading and, and, and hear about. The actual studies, um, you know, prove that there's a very low incidence of issues with kids um, who get COVID. So I would be less worried about that and more worried about your mental health and your emotional state. Um, you know, and again, I, I think there's that delicate balance about being cautious and um, being afraid. Jim, do you have any suggestions from a health perspective that might be able to help her right now in her not feeling well state? Yeah, well, um, I don't know any any. Uh, alternative medicine practitioners in Arizona personally, but it just makes sense to me that if things aren't working as quickly as you'd like with what the Western medicine is offering, um, it might make sense to see if somebody with a different point of view on this would be able to approach it from a different perspective and actually have a better solution. I want to give you an example, and I hope this is okay that I'm saying this. Um, I have a close friend who was in agonizing pain from, I don't know what the issue was, but, and I'm not saying she was in pain for a day or a week or even a month. She's been in agonizing pain going downhill for quite some time that she could hardly walk. And Jim made a suggestion to see a particular acupuncturist and she's only had one visit. And she's and they also put her on Chinese medicine, and she's doing incredibly well. I mean, the pain is managed now, and she's starting to get around. So I would guess in a few visits, 
um, she would be even significantly better. Now, this particular acupuncturist that Jim had recommended deals not with just, okay, so it's a muscular thing or, you know, or anything like that, but he deals with internal medicine, right, Jim? Right. Mm-hmm. So you may be able to find somebody out by you that, would, would, would Andrew know of anybody out there, do you think, Jim? I have no idea. I have no idea. And he's out of town until January anyhow. But that might be an option. And um, email me um, at radioshow at ladyfontaine.com. I'll give you a few links that give you um, some suggestions as far as how to protect yourself from COVID and also treat if it was COVID. Okay. All right. right. But I think you're going to be fine. Just get through this initial fear period and you're going to be fine. You will start meeting people. I would say by next summer, you're going to have a social life. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you all. You're very welcome. All right. You take care. Bye. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Do you want to take another caller and then we can talk a little bit more about um, the Mandela effect? Okay, let's talk to Evelyn. Okay. Hello, Evelyn. Hello. Hi. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. Oh, I'm What's excited. What's your story? What's going on? Well, I've, I've, I'm dating um, this man named Abel, and him and our really hit things off, and we're doing good. We're in a good space. But I've noticed there's a little bit of jealousy around my family, and um, I think, you know, they're not used to me sharing my time with someone and just want to know what the future holds. I think it's because, well, let's see. I real, I'm really into him, and I know he's really into me. One thing, though, that I have a doubt is my niece told me that she dreamt of my first love who passed away in 2013, and she was very little when, she, when he passed away. And she told me, um, Auntie, I dreamed that Joe told me um, we were um, hiking, him, him and her, and that they saw me from a distance, and that they were chatting. She doesn't recall the conversation, but that he told her that whatever I'm thinking, no, and for me to be careful. So then now I'm kind of doubting. I'm like, is this regarding my relationship? Am I in cloud nine? And is this a warning, or is this just her subconscious because everybody's a little bit jealous of the situation? So I just want to know what you feel spiritually about Abel and I. I actually like the, I like the energy mm-hmm. between the two of you. I feel a lot of chemistry, a lot of compatibility. I feel very genuine and authentic feelings on both both of your parts. So I don't know that she was making anything up, um, but I think, you know, similar to what Jim was saying, you kind of hear or believe what you want to hear or believe. I mean, that's not exactly what he said. <laughs> He's <laughs> making you. a face at me. <laughs> but but I, I kind of feel under the circumstances of them being somewhat jealous because, you know, I don't believe she meant any disrespect or harm towards you, but I do believe oh, no. she had a dream. I absolutely do believe she had the dream. And I do believe they he made himself known. But I'm not sure the message came through exactly the way he intended it. I, I, I just don't get validation on that part of it. 
So I'm not really worried at all. What I would say in general that I pick up with your energy is I tend to feel that you do jump in and you do give 110% right off the bat. And if she did get some sort of message from him, I believe the message was to be careful and slow down a little bit and keep your ears and eyes open. But I would say that to anybody in any relationship because unfortunately when, when I deal with people like 24 seven, you know, almost every day of the week and what I find overall are that relationships that go from zero to 60 and like, you know, five seconds flat tend to fizzle Uh in five weeks, six weeks, because it's usually just the lust and the, you know, the, that, that, that euphoric feeling that you get Uh when you're in love or you think you're in love. So I read really the message that came through in that dream as take your time, do this slow, don't, you know, and also there's something so powerful about not having expectations. Let me tell you something, expectations ruin everything because once, once you start putting that frame around it and have that plan, it never works out. It just never does. Something always backfires. So, so, Think of it in that term. Do not think that 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 in any way your 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 former love, your first love, is warning you of any danger. I feel no danger. I like the feelings very much that I'm picking up in this relationship with you, and I I encourage you to enjoy it. But I'd like to see you step back a step or two and not because it feels like you're that, like, like you're giving a hundred and ten percent. And that you've you've given your heart so quickly is that true, Evelyn? Because it feels like you have. I, I you know what you're right. I do. I am. That's part of my personality. And you know, not just with him, but with people in general, I'm very helpful. I I I assume the best of everybody, and um, it's just who I am. It's part of. Who I think I that's am. a wonderful <laughs> trait, but be smart mm-hmm. about it. And I don't want to see you. Um, I don't mean this exactly the way it's going to come out, but I don't want to see you build it up to be more than what it is. And I don't mean that the way it sounds, because I'm not saying it isn't what you think it is. But the more Uh grounded we stay and the more kind of like, um, I I want to say empowered slash in control that we are of our own emotions, the better the outcome is going to be. Because once you buy into all this and you get all caught up in it, it, that's when you end up getting hurt because you don't realize that you have built all these expectations. So, so that's my takeaway from everything, but I would say, enjoy. I, I don't feel, I mean, there's always a red flag if I look hard enough, but there's nothing that triggers, you know, danger, danger or anything. I just think you, you're going a little bit fast and you're giving your heart, 110, I know Jim always says there's no such thing as 110%, but you are giving your heart completely. And I think the important thing in all relationships is to build that strong foundation. And how long have you been seeing each other? Five months. That's a decent amount of time. I mean, it's not enough to build the total foundation, but that is a decent amount of time. And you're still going strong. Yes, and we do spend a lot of time together. I mean, 
we've we've discussed the possibility of marriage and, and buying a home together already. I mean, when he's not working, he comes over and we cook and we do things that I've, I've always enjoyed. And we've discussed about having a family. He doesn't have any children, and nor do I. And that's something that I'm like, well, you know, let's get married first, and then we'll have kids. Um, maybe it's me being a little bit traditional in that sense that I want the marriage, and then the children. He's like, Evelyn, you're 39. Let's just have the kids first, and then the marriage. That's the caution. Like, Don't do it because you will regret yeah. that. Don't do it. Stick to your guns. That's where, yeah. if there's a warning in anything, that's where the warning is. Don't let him push you into something. Only because it's what you believe in. And if you dishonor yourself, trust me, the universe remembers that. And, and you set up that cycle that more situations happen in your life that are going to dishonor your Because that's truly dishonoring what you believe to be true. And, and I true. respect that. And it made sense right now when you mentioned it because I've always been like, no, I want to be married first and then have children. He's like, well, let's just do the have the children first and then get don't married because it. you know weddings are expensive. I'm like, to me, I'm like, I don't need an expensive wedding. Right. I mean, it's the commitment and you know right. the yeah the whole yeah. So my my now that you mention it, now I'm thinking, I wonder if that's what it is. Like, don't do it. Don't have kids before marriage. Like, no, because that's always something I've waited so long. Right. I want it to be that way. And you're right. I would be dishonoring myself. Exactly. And I don't want to see you doing that. And if he pushes you, then you have to factor in why is he, forget the money, you could go elope for free. Well, for $10 mm-hmm. to get a marriage certificate. You know, uh-huh. so that, that's not a valid excuse. So I would explore with him in a very diplomatic way, you know, a nice calm way you know, really what the issue is and tell him, I don't want to, I won't do that. That's not for me to have, because honestly, I feel you would have that. You would have regrets. I mean, not, I mean, you'd be happy to have a child, but it wouldn't feel right for you. So I just highly suggest that you honor your own beliefs. Jim, do you have from a man's perspective or from a relationship perspective, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, I, I was interacting with Paul on some of the technical things while we were oh. talking, so I missed out on a lot of that conversation. Um, <clears throat> but uh, um, offhand, I, I'm not thinking of anything that's, that, that feels like it needs filling in on that. So it feels like you've covered it all very well. Thank you. Um, so, Evelyn, that's the only thing, that's the only caution that I have for you is to, to well, honor yourself. You. And be true to That's yourself. Amazing. But I like I like him, and I think if you guys talk it through, you'll be you'll be fine. I like him too. So he's a good guy. Well, thank you. I want to um, can me and Q, if you don't mind, so I want to continue listening into the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yes, we'll just yeah, let you on, on hold. Okay. We'll put you on hold, but you can listen to the rest of the show. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, that was a great call. All right, do you want to talk? Are we having technical issues? Uh, I don't think we are. Oh, there's, there's Mr. LaPlaca back. Mr. LaPlaca is back with no earphones. We had some uh, challenges. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about it? So are we yeah. live streaming anywhere? No, we, we were, but um, for the first uh, 10 minutes, I think Universal Music had uh, put a copyright infringement on our Facebook streams. So we were um, blocked on Facebook, but um, YouTube I saw that was going live. 
thing. But why? I, I don't know what, what they they have an algorithm or an artificial intelligence um, thing that that listens in and finds stuff. But it must have misconstrued whatever our opening was with something that they owned. Um, so they shut us that's, down. That's that's impossible because that stuff is is royalty free. I know it's really frustrating. <laughs> I don't know what it's happened. For I fixed it. We're back. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. But what a bu- this is getting to be. A- I said to Jim, I'm getting this message that we're blocked at 249 places. Yes, exactly. That's what I got to. Oh, my God. Well, at least we're back. So we're, we're live streaming on YouTube yeah. or Facebook, too. We're, we're back Facebook on both. Still has so. Okay. Yep. All right. So um, I want to just talk a little bit before we take another caller. Some of these other ones that are kind of, you know, uh, one that I want to talk about, because my Aunt Jerry, her favorite show in the entire world, and if my cousin Renee is watching, she could dial in, her favorite show in the world was Sex in the City. Now, is do you remember that show? Sure, I do. And that man-hating what, show, that show that hates men and makes us look oh, like that, idiots? Oh, I never watched yeah. it, but she loved it. <laughs> But I hate that show. But you did. Apparently, you watched. I watched a couple. <laughs> I had enough after three. <laughs> so what was the name of that show? Was it Sex, Sex in and the, city? the City? Sex and the City. You looked that one up. That's I did not. <laughs> there are in my timeline, of, it's Sex and the City. <laughs> yeah, but there is plenty of written evidence about Sex in the City. I, I believe that. I believe a lot of people got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Because, MD, what? because Americans are stupid, and we'll just go sex in the city, sex in the city. Did you watch sex in the city? I watched sex in the city. Did you hear what she said? Did they said it? <laughs> and they just blow that right through good. the hand, and it's sex in, sex in the city, like Guns N' Roses, sex in Did the city. Did you get to horror that? That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Try and get three people in there. <laughs> I'm telling you, this was her favorite show. It was sex in the city. In the city. Renee, you know, are you never if you're out there, call in. Please Dial call in. in. I have 319, never whatever our number see, is. <laughs> I have never looked to see if it's a preposition or a conjunction. It was always in, sex in the city. And it could have been yeah. either, and or in. And I just never looked. So I have no idea what it was. Well, I remember my aunt always saying sex in the city, not and. So that was another one. But again, you know, we have a different... Uh, memory on that one. So we're batting. Are we keeping score here? What, no. what are we batting? Who we don't are we keep batting? scores. No, no, no. All right. Call, so, call um, ask her what size cows are. <laughs> it depends where you are and what dimension <laughs> you're in. You How big are the cows whether, where your aunt lives? <laughs> whether you're in a miniature cow farm. Uh, no, um, how could it be a miniature cow farm when the guys behind us size cows? How can that be? Mike, Tennessee Mike, if you're watching, call in. Verify this for me. <laughs> All right. So what are the other ones? Some of these I don't remember or they didn't really. Uh... All right. How yep. many states are in the United States? I always thought 52. That, that one I got did me too. too. I did yeah. too. Jim when, when, thinks when, it's 50 or 49 or something. What I tell the stars many times over. It's always 50. Right. I remember yeah. 52. I remember well. 52. 
Yeah. So what yeah. what timeline are we from then? What what parallel dimension are we the one counting? Where there's 52 states. Yeah. <laughs> are we counting life. Puerto Rico? Or are we counting no, the Virgin because Islands? No, because... we know that those are not states. We know that. But, but we, was, still, I, we still think that there's 52 states. When I, I thought Ho- when I saw Hawaii that, and, um, is Hawaii a state? Because I, I, I thought Hawaii is. and Alaska yes. were the ones that made it Those 50. are the last two. two. That, was 49, that was 50 and 51. But according to 51? this timeline, it was 40, 52, 51 and 52. <laughs> according, see, I just jumped to right? another timeline. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always thought it was 52. I did too, but according to this timeline, that must have been states 48 and no, 49 and 50. Maybe we're right? just bad students, Jill. Mm. Maybe we just I don't think so. But what grade. about all the millions of other people that remember it? I know that that that's where you start to convince me because it's not an isolated misremembering. It is a collective subset yeah. of our um, you know our our, our culture. Yeah, yeah we, we it's a mass like <laughs> somehow like, we're you have all chartreuse behind you Jim and you're That's what that I agree horse. with that. That's chartreuse to me, not yes. That purple would be mauve. <laughs> no, mauve is a lighter color. This is chartreuse in this timeline is a deeper, richer color. I thought it was like yeah, maroon, green, greenish yellow. It is. Yeah. That's that's chartreuse. Right? That's the that's what I think. Yeah, so we're so, we have we how, live in the same do, neighborhood and in, in a different. Do you remember my keys I talked about the last time we did the show? No, tell this me, topic? I forgot. You, I forgot. Oh, well, these are these are the keys to our storage room, uh, in our co-op. Oh, I do remember this. Go ahead. This this one is a round body, and this one has an oblong body. And one day I'm going down to my storage room, and I try the round body into the, the door key. And it didn't work. And I put the oblong body in, and it did work. But it was always the opposite. Right. All the time. Just like and my then, thermostat. And the other day, I'm looking at this and thinking, I wonder if I saw that as being the oblong, because it's oblong-shaped and that one's round-shaped. So I don't know. Could be. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how many years did you know which key I, opened that door? I am door? a very skeptical person. You know that. I, I know so that, but I'm I, asking you a question. If I noticed that, it, it was it was it was very likely the case. Right. And uh, they're pretty clearly different shapes, but that one worked. Look, I remember that one working in a place that it never worked before, and this one working in a place it never worked before, and I don't know why. I don't know how so, to explain any of this except yeah. that there is something happening, and I, I well, the only thing I could think of is that we are we are hopping timelines and realities. Yeah, and do you think it's, it's, is there any evidence of this this happening in like um, older books, you know, older stories from the 1800s or scriptural? Stuff is like is have we ever heard of this before, or is this a modern well, phenomenon? It's a story. I forget. There was these two women that were visiting Versailles. Yes, I could tell you the story, but that was Julie and me. Do you that, want me to tell that, you? That's a different story because it isn't really the Mandela effect. Well, what happened was two people. This, is, they, this was my friend, my former friend Julie and me. So um, in reality. I don't want to really share this part, but... Um, well, then. <laughs> no, I could share pieces of it. 
Um, we were going to Paris because Marie Antoinette has a life, uh, past life connection with me, a very intimate past life. I wasn't a lover of hers, but it's very important in my life. So we were going to Paris and we were going to go on the anniversary of what Jim is referring to. There were two women. One was a school teacher and one, I don't remember what the other one did. And they were sitting on the grounds in 1901. They were sitting on the grounds of uh, Versailles, you know, the, the palace in Versailles. And all of a sudden they saw the, uh, army people or, you know, however people would be dressed in Marie Antoinette's timeline, they saw them marching around all over. They thought that there was some sort of festival going on where, you know, they had all these people that were in different, you know, clothing that were marching around as if this was Marie Antoinette's timeline. But the reality was they had jumped the timeline. They had a time warp of some sort. Jim, are you looking for the story? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry for it, which isn't, you know, it's their usual skeptical <clears throat> way of dealing things, which is one of the reasons I'm reluctant to donate to them because they won't just let things be. They've got to right. tell the truth or not. <clears throat> the Moberly Jourdain incident. And uh, uh, what, what did you want to know about it? In 1911, well, they published a book. So, so when they were sitting there, they were sitting on a bench and all of a sudden all the people were dressed in clothing that was from the 1700s. Right. But they they saw like the soldiers or something. They They saw everybody from that period and they didn't see anybody from any other period while they were there. And they were the only people that went through the experience. So it was very isolated. Right, just like Mike and me. They had nobody else with them who saw them disappear or change places. So there was no switching going on. It was right. moving. It's called a time slip. That's, that's the term for it. It's just where someone uh, suddenly finds themselves in a past moment, in a historical time, or maybe does future. It say, does it say how long that lasted, and how did they come out of it? Uh, it went to the bars of the and when did they realize that they were back in this timeline or their their timeline? So they went to the, the little, uh, the Du the Trianon. Uh, they entered a lane and bypassed their destination. She reported that she noticed a woman shaking a white cloth out the window while Jordan called recalled noticing an old deserted farmhouse outside of which was an old plow. At this point, they described a feeling of oppression and dreariness coming over them, after which they thought uh, uh, men who they thought looked like palace gardeners told them to go straight on. Mobley described them in as very dignified officials dressed in long grayish green coats and with small three-cornered hats. She recalls she noticed a cottage with a woman holding out a jug to a girl in the doorway, describing it as a tableau vivant, uh, a living picture. Uh, she did not, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at the return to the palace, they reported that they were directed around to the entrance and joined a party of other visitors. They said that after they found, toured the house, they had tea at, the, at another place and, and returned to our apartment. So that's basically it. They they walked around the, the front of the palace and magically they were back in the in the, in the real timeline. There were no enactors and they actually saw things that 
they didn't even know were true until after they did research. How, how is that different than, say, one of your paranormal experiences where you see an apparition or something that is an echo of a past experience imprinted on the present? It would, like it. It would be a very, very elaborate uh, version of that because they they were seeing buildings that weren't there but were known to be there in the past. They were seeing gardens in a different way than they are now. They were seeing people. And remember, both of them had the same experience, just like Mike and I both had the same experience. Because like when we're doing things, Jim might be talking to me, but I'm seeing and hearing and feeling all this stuff. Jim is just guiding me through the process. But I've never seen anything that profound that my whole surroundings change. Never. I always know where I am and what's happening and that this is me just sensing or picking something else up. It's very different. Very, very different. Were they able to make any kind of physical contact with what they were seeing? Could they touch? Yeah, that was what they said in the beginning, that these men were directing them in a certain place, to go to a certain place. So they were interacting with each other, which wouldn't happen in a residual haunting, if that's what that was. Okay. They would... The, 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 the beings that you're observing would just be walking right past you and right through you. And right, because it's an echo. It's not a... Exactly. Yeah. All right. right. I'm going to share something with you. I am going to share this with you since we're talking about Marie Antoinette. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, you're going to think I'm nuts. You really are. Okay. So I believe... Yeah, what makes I any different? So I, that's true. So I believe I was Marie Antoinette in that lifetime. And and some of the ironic things that connect us is that when she left the palace in Austria and traveled to France, when she was going to get married, they stopped at the border of Austria and, and France. And they stopped in a town called Strasbourg, S-T-R-A-S-S-B-E-R-G or something like that. And they spent a day or two there and had like celebrations and everything. And then she moved on to marry <laughs> Lewis, L-O-U-I-S. <laughs> so, Jim, when I... Lewis, I, the 14th. <laughs> right. So, so, right. Is it Louis the 14th? There were 13 other ones. <laughs> right. I understand that. But um, what town did I live in, in? Did I build my house in? In... And I was drawn to that town. I don't know why, but I was drawn to a town in the Poconos. What town was it? I don't remember. Strasburg. I'm sure it was Strasburg, yeah. Right. Strasburg. And, Strasburg. and what was my husband's name? Louis. L-O-U-I-S. <laughs> and yeah. Julie and I ended up not taking that trip for various reasons. And I'm actually glad that we didn't because it was like two weeks before 9-11. And we might have gotten stuck there or something. Yeah, yeah. So... So um, we went instead to the um, Madame Trousseau's uh, museum in New York City. So we're taking pictures. Yeah, the Wax Museum. So we're taking pictures through the whole thing. And I have the pictures somewhere. And then we get to the Marie Antoinette display. And there's Lewis's head on the bull bloody head on a stake. And I don't remember if her head was there or not. And I was taking pictures of it. And naturally, that was the only place we saw orbs, the only place we saw orbs. But I looked at that face, and I go, it's Lewis. 
he looked exactly like my ex-husband. Huh. And wow. I have the picture. I have the picture of us being at the wax museum, and he looked exactly like my ex-husband. Do you have the mutton chops and all? <laughs> what, Lewis, my ex-husband? I remember Lewis, yeah. He had the no, mutton chops. He had a beard. He had a beard, that's right. He had a beard. Right. Um, he didn't have a beard, though. Louis, Louis, the, Louis the Fourteenth didn't have a beard. He shaved. Maybe, maybe. But the face, I mean, there is, Louis has a very unique look to him, my ex-husband. And right. I'm telling you, it was the same face staring at me. And again, the only room in the whole, the whole place that we picked up orbs all over the place. And there's more similarities. There's a lot of similarities with dates of, and kids and family members and stuff like that. I don't remember all of the similarities, but there's a lot. That gave well, me the Let chills. me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you get sore throats a lot? <laughs> Um, remember, I have she I has have she, she has some throat throat things. Thyroid I issues. have thyroid yeah. issues, mm. and I'll tell you that when I first heard this, I remember uh, I was working at CS First Boston, and this guy said to me, um, I, "I think it was I I don't wear I can't wear turtlenecks. I don't wear necklaces. I don't like anything around my neck. I never did." Right. And that to me is also a tip off. So I went to this woman who, woman or man, I forgot who it was, who did kinesiology and was coming up with a bunch of stuff. So while, while they're testing me, they go, oh, my God, you were Marie Antoinette. And that was the validation that I needed because I knew I was. This was a stranger who's doing kinesiology and muscle testing with me, telling me I was Marie Antoinette. Right, out of the blue. Yeah. Let's um, take a couple more calls here. We're running out of time. This is a, a oh fascinating my God. topic. It is. It really is. All right. Okay. Who do we have, Jim? We have Lewis. No. Stop. <laughs> no. Well, how do you we spell have it? Jordan. Jordan, are oh, you there? Okay. Yes. Hi, Jordan. What's going on? Jim? How are you doing? What's the story? What's, you, what's, what's going on with you? Oh, uh, oh, I'm on, I'm on live. You're online, yeah. sir. Okay. Oh, well, I got two statements about the Mandela, and I got one question. Okay. okay the, as far as the Mandela, what about the um the Oscar Mayer? How you spell Oscar Mayer? You're right. Hot dog. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's a very another good one. one. It was it with an M A Y or M E Y E R? How do you remember it, Jordan? Oh, I remember a uh, M A Y E R. And how do you remember it, Jim? Yeah, how do you remember it, Jim? I don't remember ever looking at the spelling, but I do remember that they had a commercial when I was a child. Oh, I love to be an Oscar Mayer Mayer wiener. It's not a Mayer wiener. It's a Mayer wiener. So they said it Mayer. No, they didn't. They said Oscar Mayer. Yes, I said they said it Mayer, not Mayer. Oh, <laughs> and Paul, what do you remember? I remember spelling it when we sang it. It's it was an A. I yeah. remember an A too. So how do they has spell a second it? Name is M A Y E R. Exactly. See, he yeah. remembers that part. So how do they spell it in this timeline with an E? You remember Oscar Mayer? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any of them. 
I don't think I can <laughs> spell it. You just sang the song. You just sang it. I, I know, but I wasn't looking at the words when I'm singing it. I'm repeating what happened in my... Go ahead. Sing it again. Sing it again. I love. I want to be an Oscar Mayer. Oh, I'd hate to be. That's what it was. I'd hate to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. That's what I truly hate to be. Because if Meyer. I was an Oscar Mayer wiener, there would soon be nothing left of me. That's the way the kids sang it, but the commercial right. was love. That's right. Love to be an Oscar Mayer ah. wiener because everyone would be in love with me. That's right. So, all right. So that's a good one, Jordan. What's the other one that you remember? The other one I'll, I'll remember kind of vividly. Um, the Ed McMahon and the pub, publishing clearing, clearing yes. house. Yes. Come to the yes. Yes. Go ahead. That one, can't nobody tell them that didn't happen. So I don't know. I don't know that one. Publishers Clearing House. Do you not remember yeah. Ed McMahon? Always oh, yeah. being the voice of that. Well, he wasn't. That was some other publishing, American publishing or something. Oh. That's so wrong. I remember. I mean, we all remember that Ed McMahon would give out the checks and he would be involved with the with with. I mean, we all remember with Publishers Clearing House, but that's not the way it played out. It's if you, it's on the list. It's American Publishing House or something, which we've never even heard of. Right. Huh. Well, it had to have been there sometime, right? I remember Ed McMahon always being Publishers Clearing House. I remember that too. Front, That's how I remember front it. man. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. so, Jordan, what do you remember? What's your. Recollection. Uh, I remember it. I remember Eddie Man, um, coming to people's house, giving out big old checks, and right? jumping up and down. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And whatever, I don't remember what, what he really was associated with. I think Jim's looking for it right now, but um, was not at all what what I recall. But those were good. Those were very good ones. I appreciate you bringing them up. So, what is your question? Oh, my question is, uh, you see me, my, my lady, we, we just friends, we work together, and she, um, she, her heart's still healing, and she got stuff going on, her, her name is Robin, do you, what do you see for us in, uh, in the future, because I know it's the chemistry there, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Well, she doesn't feel like she's ready to dive into anything, I mean, more than just the stuff that's going on in her life. She, I feel there's chemistry. I feel there's attraction. I feel there's a, a connection with you, with you guys. I mean, I could feel that, you know, you, you guys are drawn towards each other. But um, she feels like she's got more than just a lot of stuff going on in her life. She feels like almost like that's a front and that's a defense mechanism, you know, like, oh, I've got all this stuff. Not that she doesn't, but sometimes we create all this drama in our life in order not to deal with the things that we're afraid of. And that's what I kind of feel is going on with Robin right now. Um, but I do feel in a lot of ways you have the potential of growing closer. Um, not yet seeing that that growing closer is going to lead to what I feel you really want in a relationship but certainly there is potential when I look forward. I mean, I'm looking pretty far out there. You know, the end of next year and beyond feels like it might sort of transform from what it is to something more. 
Um, that All that being said, I do feel the potential. Do you guys ever go out, like, for dinner or drinks or anything like that, or is it strictly in the office? Yeah, every every uh, blue moon we go out or do something or she might come over or something. Right. I feel that is going to happen either more or you have something like that about to happen in your life soon. I would say in the next, you know, three to five or six or seven weeks. I mean, it doesn't feel that far out. So my gut feeling is you will see her on a more intimate level, but she just doesn't feel like she's ready to do, you know, to really commit to too much more at this point. So, um, you know, take, you're going to have to, you have no choice but to go slow. I would say don't try to pressure her, which I don't feel you do. I feel you're very respectful of where she is. Even if you don't realize you are, you are. Um, Cause I don't feel you're pressuring her, but um, you know, the, certainly the potential for more is there. Um, are, do you guys text and communicate, like, by email or text or phone? Um, we usually talk. We, we text, too, but um, we work together, so we, or when we get off, we call each other, so something like that. Yeah, um, all of that I see more of. Um, do you do that on a daily basis? Because I'm seeing it almost on a daily basis, so is that, is that, is that what is happening now, or if not, that will be yeah. happening? Oh, okay. Yeah, we used to call every day, and then she had uh, she had pulled back and got distant, and now she gravitating to doing it more often now. So I don't know. Right. Do you ever reach out to her? Yes. Okay. Because I I feel you need to have that balance there in order for her to feel comfortable to keep on taking the initiative. But, um, you know, I, I, do, I do like what I see. I just feel she's not fully ready. Has she told you about a previous relationship that she was in that feels like uh, it was very heart-wrenching for her? It also yeah. feels abusive in a way. Also feels what? Abusive. She, she, yeah, it was like a mental... Mental abuse. Yeah, yeah emotional, um, emotional abuse. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she told me I was, you know, when she was going through the breakup. I was, she used to tell me about it now, but she just now, you know, getting over that. So, right, and that's why you really can't push it. You really need to sort of balance things. And you're, I feel you're doing great. I don't feel you are pushing her, but I feel in your heart of hearts, you want a lot more, and. You know that's weird, Jim. Do you have any suggestions like how to how to balance that within himself? Because is that true? You want more, and she's not ready to give it, and you are respectful of it. Is that all true? Because that's what comes through. How about something yeah. safe? How about something safe like double dating? Double dating? Yeah, you go out with two other people, so she'll feel like she's with a group instead of just you and her it's a lot less safe a lot less a lot more more safe to go that way uh than to do that or if you're going to go to a, a show with a few people and just take her along you know it'll be a chance to hang out without having to feel the pressure of what's this what's this all about kind of thing that's interesting um you know uh, see i feel 
two things in that. I actually feel she does want that closeness and that intimacy with him, though she's hesitant and afraid. But maybe that is a way to sort of lean into it gently on exactly. a more on a on a less pressured basis. Yeah. You know, but I but I, I do like the bond that they have. They have mm-hmm. energetically it's a very nice bond and it's very complimentary the way it comes through. Very, very complimentary. So I would say try to hang in there, try to keep yourself as grounded and centered. The one thing, I don't know if you've heard the show before, but I often talk about not wanting something because when, if you look up the, the meaning of want in any dictionary, it's lack of. So when you want her to jump in or you want her to resolve all her issues or you want this relationship with her, you're going to keep it away. You're going to cause delays. So I would say trust it. Trust the process. If it's meant to be, it will be. And my gut feeling is you are building something with her. So I appreciate the call, and I wish you good luck with that. Okay. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. That was actually good advice, Jim. That was. But I think the terminology, double dating, is probably ancient from our generation. I don't think they even (laughs) have that. Oh, Okay. I don't know. Why don't you try going out with other couples? (laughs) I mean, I don't know what it's called in this generation. Paul, do you know? You're up more up with it since you have a I don't go out anymore. I just stay home and watch TV. That's that's the joy of being in this generation. I'm not not going out (laughs) anymore. We have another caller here that that looks like they are on point with our topic. I'm very interested in seeing this. This is our first first five out of five. Come on, David. Oh, let's hear. David. Greetings. Hi. How Greetings. are you? Yes, I, yeah. was, I was listening I was listening to you on the computer, and then I got inspired to call in, so I'm, I'm glad to be talking to you. Thank um, you. I have a, a different theory on the Mandela effect, but I've definitely experienced it, and one of the ones that drives me crazy is Sally Field. I remember clearly she was Sally Fields. She was Burt Reynolds with an S and Sally Fields with an S on the end. Right. I don't remember that. It's that always been Sally Field for me. That's but right. these Fields two guys are Sally both Fields. saying, yeah. both Plural of you are saying it's Sally Fields. Fields. I remember it's Sally Fields. Right. <gasps> so I always remember they both had an S on the end of the name. And it's interesting because I actually met Burt Reynolds in the early 2000s in Beverly Hills. And I said to him, you know, I've been mad at you for 30 years. And he said, mad at me? What for? I said, because of you, I spent my entire childhood jammed into the back of a Trans Am. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. He did what you did. He roared with laughter. He put his arm around me. And he said, hey, will you help me get out of here? My hip is locked up. So I walked out of, the, I walked out of a restaurant arm in arm with Burt Reynolds as the paparazzi uh, was taking a picture. Oh, anyway, my God. Great story. I never got a copy. I never oh, got a copy, but he, he, I actually did see him again, and he, he was a quality guy. Anyway, so the interesting thing about Sally Field, or Fields as I know her, is that it always bugged me, and just by chance about a year ago, something popped up on YouTube. It was an interview that she and the cast had done um, for Steel Magnolias on the Phil Donahue show back in 1989. And I'm watching it, and it's Dolly Parton and Shirley MacLaine, and all of them are yakking, yakking, yakking. 
And then this woman pops up and is like, Sally, I've been a fan of you for so many years. How did you get your start in acting? And Sally Fields said, well, you know, it's very strange. I was walking down the street with my mother, and we were at the stop sign waiting to cross the street, and a car pulled over, and he introduced himself as a TV producer, and he asked me to come in, and that's how I got um, the flying nun. And I didn't believe it for a second. I mean, what was so exceptional about this girl on the street that a producer stops his car when, listen, I've worked in entertainment. There are thousands of girls every day at auditioning to get into, into TV and movies. And what was so special about this girl that was just standing on the sidewalk with her mother? And if it's true, then she was definitely chosen for this role of being a movie star. So either, either, either explanation of her is strange. Either she's lying about how she got discovered, or it really did happen and she was always cho- chosen. And I tend to think that the whole Mandela effect, I, I, I'm not sure about timelines, but I, I actually just think that it's like literally just warps in the reality. Like and that could be, yeah. Just, yeah, and I just think it's like that we there's cracks and there's fissures in the reality, and some of us see things a little bit differently than others just based on where we're at and what we've experienced. But I that the Sally Field thing has bugged me for years now. I'm now I'm starting to vampire is a big one. I'm starting to think it was Sally Fields. It's starting to sound a little bit more recognizable to me. But you just said Sally Fields. So I know, just, I go back and forth. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what sure. she's identified by I'm, now. I'm just not sure. Do you know who uh, produced Steel Magnolias? What production well, I don't, company? Not, I, I mean, that, I can look it up online. Was that but, Big Beach? Was that Big Beach? Because that's a friend of sure. mine. I think it is. Um, so I'll so the other you. interesting... <laughs> go ahead. Come on. The other Sorry. interesting thing is I've, I've, I've actually been to Versailles and I've been to the Louvre and I, I created some, um, some Marie Antoinette artwork and I actually sold <gasps> one piece for ten, I sold one piece for ten thousand dollars, and and then I, I have some other Marie Art, a, Antoinette artwork and I actually created a specific piece for a friend of mine who literally disappeared off the face of the earth, just went away, and I've been sitting with it wrapped up in a closet for a couple of years now. So I will, if, I will contact you and I'll send you a picture of it. And if you're interested in it, I will mail it to you because I have some artwork that I've created that doesn't have a home. Oh, my God. I can't believe this, David. Oh, thank you. Please do. Radio show All at right. LadyFontaine.com. I'm so excited. Thank you. Oh, All it's right. just like this is meant to be. This is totally meant to be. Oh, my God. This is so wild. It happens. I know, but this is so (laughs) wild. Thank you so much for calling in. Now, do you have any questions for me? Well, no, not really. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in the weird place in my life. I have enough money. I've had enough wine. I've had enough sex. I've had enough movie stars, and I'm just kind of coasting and kind of figuring out why I'm here. And, and the whole, the whole world seems kind of you know, strange to me now. And I, and I, 
I literally just happened to be on my computer and I was doing a New York Times crossword puzzle online, went on Blog Talk, heard your show, and called in. Oh, my uh, God. This is so meant to be. I don't know why or how, but it's meant to be. I'm so excited so, yeah, that you it, called in. Thank you. Yeah, if you have any ideas about what I'm supposed to be doing in, in my world, I, I'll be happy to hear it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of coasting. I'm kind of hiding out in my in my house you know, kind of by myself. I I actually do, but I <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh. <I'm sorry. clears throat> All right. That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> do you care to no. you care to go right. any deeper into that, or are you just going to drop it? <laughs> Nice weather we're having today, right? <laughs> we're not. We're just. We're we're live streaming. Are you, we're live streaming on YouTube and Facebook, so we're we're laughing at each other here. Um, let me just scan your energy for a minute and see. But I really feel there's a reason why you just happened to be on your computer. You heard this show and you're calling in. I feel destiny at play, and I I've got to say one thing, David. In my entire life as a psychic, and I've been a professional psychic for over 35 years, I've said to someone maybe five to ten times that it's destiny because I'm a I'm a ardent believer in free choice. And I very, very rarely see anything that feels like it's – I mean, everything is meant to be because it happens, but truly destiny. And this one has that feel to me. It just does. I don't know yet how it's going to play out. I really don't. But it, somehow it is destiny. It truly is. But let me say to you right now, one thing that my guides are saying is you're really in, even though you've described, uh, you know, you've had all enough of, you know, money, sex, women, movie stars, all this other kind of stuff, um, you're in the right place. I mean, we know that you are, but you're actually doing the right thing right now. The way my guides are sh sort of showing it to me is you are in a reflective mode and you are in a receptive mode and you are in a place where you are going to get inspiration. I do feel there are more projects for you or more adventures for you. Um, you're just not quite at that place yet. You're sort of at that place where you're waiting for that inspiration. I would say the inspiration is coming, and it's coming quickly towards you. I would say within the next um, two to four months, you're going to get inspiration. Mm -hmm. Now, you also, uh, throughout, you're sitting here alone. Um, even though you said you've had enough of this and enough of that, I still feel in your energy, um, well, who wouldn't, you know, want some sort of, you know, companionship or friendship or whatever it is? Um, and I feel blocks in your energy, kind of like the, the words that are coming to me is, ugh, you know, like who wants to put that effort into it? But I feel it's going to glide into your life. It's not going to be like effort. It's just going to be meant to be. So there's something right. headed your way. And like I said, two to four months maximum. And you're going to know. You're just going to know. All right. Cool. All right. So thank the producer you. was, yeah, the producer was Ray Stark. I don't know what the company oh. was, but he's listed as a producer. 
All right, yeah, no, that wasn't what I was thinking of then. That's I don't right. know him. Right, Do I'll you know him? You. Okay, thank you. Yeah, a, all right, take care. Do you stop. know him? No, I don't know him personally. No. Oh, all right, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> all right, thank you, David. <laughs> it was a great okay. call. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, call back sometime. Yeah, right. please do. All right, take care. All right, bye bye. There's another one that I want to mention, and that's Skechers. Now, I could swear, and I only wear Skechers. I have Skechers boots. Oh, maybe I'm not allowed to say that. Am I allowed to say it? Are we going to get blocked? There's a royalty now? on the name. All right. So, There's no um, song. <laughs> I wear Skechers sneakers, Skechers. I could take you into my closet. Everything is Skechers boxes. And I'm sure there's a T in it until I go into my closet. There's no T. It's S-K-E-C-H-E-R-S. There's no T. But I remember in every time I buy Skechers, there is a T. But there's not. I have the boxes to prove it. Right, so well, that ties have, into Jim's theory of things. I, I have yeah, my doesn't grand... explain short truth, and it doesn't, <laughs> no, it doesn't explain, explain short truth, no. mirror mirror on the wall. I, I, I do have my say. my grand theory that I've been holding on to all night. <laughs> I do oh yeah, that. what is it? Let's hear it. A couple years ago, I um I saw a film, and there was a favorite scene of mine in the film. And I was looking forward to seeing it again because I had such a vivid recollection of what this scene was. And I couldn't wait to get to it because I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this particular scene. And it was completely different than the way I'd remembered it. So that sent me down a rabbit hole of self-reflection. I was like, how could I have been that wrong about a memory that I was so sure of? And for me, like, I, I, I was terrified at the thought that my memories were not um, a, a fixed medium. It wasn't a film in my head. Mm. And I did some research and I studied it. And it's like your memories and your brain is not a fixed medium. Your brain's a big pile of goo. So when you put a memory it into is, that. That's what a brain is, a big pile of goo. It's a big pile of goo. It's a bunch of mucus and, you know, stuff up there. And it's gray not, matter. Gray yeah, matter. It's not a, a, you know, it's not a CD. It's not digital. Right. Um, Thank God. Yeah. You, you store memories based on your emotions. And there's a lot of things that will color your perception of an event. But how often do we say, I know what I saw. I know what I heard. And you say that so many times with such certainty, especially in anger. If somebody's hurt you, I know what I heard. Right. Exactly. And it's like, yes. it is because we are so desperate for certainty that we can't recognize that our memories are not film. They are not exact. So your memories of everything, when you, when you look back on them, some things you might remember specifically, and you can pull up a photograph or you can pull up a film and say, I remember this correctly. But more often than not, your memories are not, unless you have photographic memory, your memories are, are fluid. And I, I feel like, People won't accept that because it's too terrifying to think, what if I didn't remember that right? What if I've held a grudge against this person my whole life because my memory is colored by my emotions and that's not the way it happened? You know, so I feel like with, with these Mandela effects, it, it more than a dimensional shift, it shows the way that we store and process information. 
And so I think we should talk to a neurologist about this <laughs> and a memory expert to see, like, what is it about the way we remember things that is colored by our emotions and our perceptions and, it, you know, is, and, and is how it? they come back differently or how they come back collectively the same way That's incorrectly the for the timeline. That's the problem. Right? It, <laughs> like, it, so, because until you said that, I buy in 100% of what you're saying because based on your personal experiences, you will interpret things in various ways. Like right. you could say something to me, I could get offended, but you didn't mean anything. And I'm carrying right. a grudge for 30 years, well, 39 years. Uh, you know, because I thought you said something that you didn't say. Right. But once you bring the collective consciousness into it, that's, that's where I am. Maybe that's problem. where there's something similar about our physiology that maybe that's it. Maybe there's something about our brain chemicals in this group of people that see Skechers with a T and these others that see it with a CH. You know, it's like I, it's, it's just really fascinating to think about. But I, I think it's more about uh, brain chemistry and science than it is about dimensional shifts. And I do believe I that there I want to find that out. We're yeah. going to get a neurologist to come on. Jim, what were you going to say uh, in There's a guy named Charles Dennis who's been having a, 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 for decades, been having a fight with Roger Primrose, the, who was the uh, head of the math department at Oxford University. And Charles Dennis is a psychotherapist, psycholinguist, psycho, what do they call him? Whatever he's he's a, a professor also, and he, he wrote a great book called Consciousness Explained, and a few books after that that go more in deep in depth. And he talked about uh, uh, one thing I remember in particular was witnesses to an accident, and then when you start asking them colors of the car, their their perceptions of the colors of the car or the colors that people were wearing and stuff like that will vary all over the place, and so there are real problems with our memory because it is so disturbed by so many other things. And it's hard for us to really be able to depend on them that much. I know people who have, uh, 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 what do you call them, total recall or... or uh, total recall and a photographic memory. Photographic memory, right. yeah. That's yeah right. That combination is amazing. I, I have uh, an associate who also has that. And it's really frustrating because he can remember to the detail events that happened 15, 20 years ago. Oh, his wife it, must love that. Yeah, well, <laughs> everybody loves it, believe me, including me. I felt like he had to, he had to make, get back at me for something that I did that I don't even remember, and I would have apologized if I had known. <laughs> That's where communication comes in. That's another Yes, show. I know, but I had no idea that it was a problem until. <laughs> but he should have communicated it to you. I think so. But right, I agree. Problem. But there, I, I there's, there's a lot of research that's been done on, on just this, this question, and that's kind of what I was trying to lean on a little bit there uh, uh, when I was talking about the, the, the linguistics aspect, where we don't read words letter by letter. We read shapes of words going across this. You know, we're not really remembering real details. We're remembering little pieces of how we remember it. And you know, those things get flavored and colored. Go ahead. You know, there was something that I saw yesterday on Facebook, and um, I, I'm actually going to dig it up because a, a friend of mine posted it. And it was a picture of, like, a bunch of different plates. And it said, you know, uh, however you see it, the plates, and I saw them upside down. It said, oh, once yeah, you yeah. find the one that's that. right yeah. side up, it changes. 
And as yeah. soon as I read those words, it changed. It and they yeah. were all they were all right side up. But then they went right. back to being all down, and I could never get them back up again. Right. I could never. So I believe some of what you're saying is true, but it doesn't explain chartreuse. It doesn't explain the historical documentation of Nelson Mandela dying yeah. in the 1980s. And it doesn't, I could give you a newspaper article after newspaper article that refers to sex in the city and different things of that nature. Well, sex I, in the I city is, is, that works with what I'm saying. Because you're not reading the words, you're hearing people talk about it, and you never ever have to read it. You just see sex city. That's it. All right, I'll, I'll give you that one, but sorry, I don't. Oh, sorry, oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we only got 30 just, seconds left. This I'm is sorry. a metal right. rock. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Go, 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 go. go. Oh, that, what a great show. What a, a fantastic topic. I, I really loved it. Uh, thank you to all our listeners and viewers uh, who called in tonight. Sorry for the ones we didn't get to. Um, we definitely enjoyed uh, hearing from you, and we loved your stories. We really appreciate you, especially the new callers tonight. It's always good to hear new uh, voices on the show. So be sure to either follow us or like us on social media, and so you'll know our next show is Thursday, December 9th at 8 p.m. Our show is will that be right? on. I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. I think, I'm going to be out of yeah. town on the ninth. We'll we'll, uh, we'll update our Facebook page. Yeah, I think I think you're <laughs> right. And, um, yeah. Our show will be right. on how to know if they are the right one for you with someone. Have you any suggestions for so, show topics? Please email us at the radio show at radio show at ladyfontaine.com with your suggestions, testimonials, or just to say hello. If we use your topic or suggestion. We will give you an automatically uh, free 15-minute uh, psychic reading with Lady Fontaine. Please visit Lady Fontaine at LadyFontaine.com. Uh, Jim at East West Healing um, Arts. And Facebook forward slash uh, East West Healing Arts. And um, that is it. Uh, great to hear from everyone tonight. Excellent show. And we'll see you next time. Another great show thanks to our callers and wonderful listeners. Be sure to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Check back regularly for info on our next show here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss a show or want to listen again, you can listen to the podcast anytime here or on iTunes. Signing off from all of us here on Eye on the Future. Blessings.